and gentlemen welcome to a new episode of our podcast now today i'm going to discuss something that is heavy in spoilers so if you don't want to be spoiled you better move on now for the past few days i've been playing last of us 2 i've been playing a little bit slower than everyone else because i've been collecting collectibles on the side it's taking forever to finish this game for some reason and it's really long when you're looking for collectibles. But as I started out, I think I felt the same thing as everybody else did. I tried to go into this game not knowing what had happened. I knew every spoiler, every leak, every nook and cranny of the game before the game came. And that was thanks to Reddit, Twitch, Twitter. So going into the game, I tried to keep an open mind. I've, I said to myself that, okay, just, just give it a chance. It might actually be good. From the very get-go, I knew the game was somber and it was dark and it was heavy. It was depressing. It really was, but it did have its good moments as well. I didn't feel like I was being suffocated by sadness every turn. But, well, it was present. More, much, much more than Last of Us 1. Maybe much more than many, many video games. Maybe even in cinema, I don't know. There could be movies I never saw and they could be much more depressing than this. But anywho, we're getting far from the point. I thought to myself, how do you even fix a game like this so that everyone likes it? So here is my scenario for how I would fix this game so that everyone would like it. Keep in mind, I'm not changing the story at all. I'm saying that, okay, we stick with the same thing, but some changes here and there. All right, fine. There's a little big change at the end, but hear me out. Now, for this to work, we need to basically have no leaks whatsoever. This means that there wouldn't, been, there wouldn't have been any leaks regarding Joel dying at, at the hands of Abby. That's the biggest thing that needs to happen. No leak whatsoever. Now, here is how you fix the game. When you begin the game, here is my idea, basically, is that you play as Ellie and Joel in the very first flashback they have. Because the old players would love to see that. They would be like, oh, that's so cute. We're having the same game again, and that's nice because we wanted it. So you're happy. You're feeling like, oh, yeah, that is so nice. I love it. So it moves on. That's a good thing. Next thing, you're now playing as Abby. So that was basically a prologue all over there. Just a prologue, done with, finished, goodbye. Then you have, of course, like I said, Abby. You play as Abby, and again, you're in the snow. You're all over there. 
she points to Jackson and says that, hey, this is where we're supposed to be, but she never mentions Joel by name. Just keeps saying he, he, he. Okay. So far, so good. Surprise is still hidden, at least. Next thing that needs to happen, in my opinion, is that we cut away as soon as she's saved by Joel. If you remember, the gun just came close to her face and we don't even see Joel for a second. I mean, then she moves on and we see Joel. So, okay. So far, we have no idea she's after Joel. We have no idea that Joel was there. So that's good. The surprise hasn't been ruined so far. Not by leaks, not by game, not by nothing. So then, that goes like this. Now, the next thing that we know is that we are thrown back four years earlier where Abby is a kid. She's basically not, not a kid. Like, okay, let's not go four years back. Let's go to that two years or one, one year. I'm not sure how far away it was, but the time where Abby and Owen go to the aquarium and things like that. So all of those shit happens the same way that it happened. Seattle day one, day two, day three. Okay. So far, so good. So why do we even need this? So that we can establish a connection with these side characters, such as Owen, such as Mel, such as Manny. All these characters we need a connection with. So that when we lose them, we feel something at least. So the connection is being made. So, so far you're like, huh, did they do a Metal Gear Solid 2? Where's Ellie? Where's Joel? We just played one level with them, just like Metal Gear Solid 2. And now we're playing as Abby and her friends. Did they cheat me out of this? But you slowly start to like her, you start to like Owen, you start to like everyone. And slowly, the game story becomes fun. Until you get to the marina, the aquarium, and you see them dead. You will feel sad for them and you will feel hatred for whoever killed these two. You will be angry, you will be sad, you will be lusting for revenge, being like, holy shit, you killed my boyfriend, you killed my best friend, what's wrong with you, I'm coming after you. Again, you don't use any names, you just use pronouns, and you go to the theater, ready to kill the bastard. And again, the mystery of Jackson remains. You have no idea what happened to Jackson, except for people are not okay with whatever the hell happened there. So you go there, you're ready to finish it. But the game cuts away. Then we go back to Ellie and her Seattle day one begins. Again, she doesn't say much. Again, we don't know what has happened to Jackson. We're just clueless. But she's angry and she's trying to kill everyone who was there. So slowly, you're like, Ellie, why are you doing this stuff? Why are you being so violent? Why are you so being angry? What did these guys do? Why are you killing every single one of them? But you do have a clue. As the game progresses, you're like, did it really happen? Did, did what I think happen? That messes with your head, doesn't it? So you have this feeling in your gut that they might have done something to someone. It could be Tommy. It could be Joel. 
you still have your flashbacks with Joel as well. So, again, you're in the theater. You're there. You're in shock. Like, who the hell entered the theater? Oh, shit, Jesse dies. Oh, no, it's Abby. You suddenly realize that theater is basically where you were hiding. The person hunting you down is Abby. He has come after you. Actually, sorry, she. She has come after you. You're in shock. You're like, what happened? Then Ellie says, I know why you did it, why you did it, but Joel did what he did to keep me alive. Again, you're in shock. You already knew Tommy was alive by the third day, so we're not that shocked. But then you know that something might have happened with Joel. And when she says it like that, you might think that maybe they kidnapped him. But then you realize that no, he's actually dead. Because in the dialogues before, they kept saying he deserved it. He should have been murdered, harder, tortured, whatever. So as soon as he says that, we go back to Abby's flashback. We go to a flashback where she is saved by Joel. So now things don't make sense anymore, right? You don't know that Abby killed Joel. Not yet. You just know he's dead. And Ellie was looking for Abby. So maybe Abby is innocent. That's the thing. Because you love Abby at this point. Because you were with her all the time. You might think that, no, no, no. She actually might be innocent. Maybe somebody else did it. Somebody who's not yet dead. So you're in disbelief. So when it happens, when Joel gets killed by Abby, then you're just in shock. Why, Abby? Why did you kill Joel? Now you're confused. You like Abby, yet Abby killed your favorite character. You like Ellie. Yet she killed your new favorite characters. That's getting hard to stomach, isn't it? So what happens then? Then the fight begins. You're put in Abby's shoes. You hit Ellie hard. She's there. She's bleeding all over the place. But you still don't know why Abby did what she did. Again, you're in shock. You have no clue, but you were forced to do this. Then you've shown the past. And this time, this is where the changes come in. Instead of just a short, stupid cutscene where suddenly she's in that room and he's dead, you actually show the full thing, which means that you stitch them all together, add a few more scenes, so that we see, we experience those things again, so we know what Joel did how Abby felt. Maybe grow that relationship with her father a little bit more. Maybe show that situation a little bit more. How everyone was there, like suddenly saying that, hey, Joel has gone rogue, he's killing everybody. Oh no, let's go, let's go, let's go. Instead of just suddenly cutting away and coming back and saying that, oh no, he's killing everyone. Makes more sense, right? Not spoiling even further, but going right to the ending, 
This is where things get interesting. Player choice is what matters most. You can choose if you want to be Ellie or Abby. You can choose if you want to kill Abby or you want to kill Ellie. Each with their own different endings. Ellie has been a girl who's been on this journey killing many, many, many people. Many people for revenge. Whether she gets the revenge or not, again, is up to you. You can either kill Abby or let her go. Or you can basically kill Ellie and be done with it and get your revenge. This is how you make a big difference. This is how you make a huge difference in story. You fell attached to Abby. You fell attached to Ellie because of the first game. You were in disbelief because of both of them did some heinous acts. You feel sorry for both of them. Yet you have to choose that one of them has to die. Meaning, no more part three, thank you. Wouldn't have this been simpler? Wouldn't, that, wouldn't this have been more elegant, more beautiful, more, I don't know, surprising? Of course, all of this only works if the game was never ever leaked. If leaked, the biggest twist from Abby would have been gone. So you would hate her from the get-go, no matter what. I'm sorry, but I have to say, even though the game is good, the storytelling is just weird, uneven, and for me, doesn't do anything. It didn't make me feel like, oh shit, Owen's dead. I felt sorry for Ellie. I thought that, holy hell, Ellie, what have you done? I never felt like, oh, you know, after killing him, Owen seemed like a nice guy, but before that, I hated him. No, I never said that. I still hated the guy. Maybe a little restructuring might have done a world of difference. Maybe. Wanna know why? Take a look at Beyond Two Souls. The version that came out on PS3 was horrifyingly bad. Terrible. I mean, Jesus Christ. That structure was just ugh. The PS4 version, much better structuring. Not gonna say it was the best, not gonna say that the game was saved from being an awful mess. No, it was still awful. But at least it was more tolerable. Better than what we might have expected. So yeah. These were my thoughts, people. I have yet to basically give my final thoughts on the game. Um, I'm basically trying to take in everything one step at a time to see if this game truly does deserve 10. A little bit hard to do that. I don't give every game 10, but I need more time. So until then, I would love if you guys were to discuss if this restructuring would work or not. And discuss if 
the spoilers never came, if the leaks never came, would the game have been more popular, would have been more surprising, or still the structuring of the story would have been weird regardless. Thank you guys for joining me, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to visit our Twitter, like, retweet, and comment your own thoughts on this little change. And some big change I made at the end. And tell me what you thought. See you guys very soon.